Spinning out of control, here we go Foot to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So they need to get them tigers to screech and I beat them Check the flags, last lap, nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the mall. We're in the marbles Uh, we're in the marbles We're in the marbles Hey everybody, welcome to episode 41 of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. I am Ethan. You can find me on Twitter at Vivala Ethan. My name's Soda. You can find me on Twitter at Soda underscore Hunter. Alright, episode 41. I'm pretty sure we might have the same driver I in mind. Don't. I don't think so. You don't think so? Okay. No. Who, what is the first thing that you think of when you think of 41 in NASCAR? Uh, it isn't current. Mine's not either. Okay. It's Jimmy Spencer, actually. Jimmy Spencer in that iconic It is? Target. Really? That, that was yours? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Brickyard 400 in 2004 with the dust up of Kurt Busch. Yeah, it's an iconic paint scheme. Speaking of Kurt Busch, he's won. Yes. Wasn't he in 41 too, the Monster Energy car? And he won the Daytona 500 with that 41. Yeah, absolutely. That was my second uh, thought for sure. Yeah. The, who's in it right now? I, can't, I, can't, I keep getting the 41 and the 14 mixed up. It's Chase Briscoe right now, right? Well, Chase Briscoe was in the 14. See, the 14. I get them two mixed up. Cole Custer was in it last season. Now it's going to be Ryan Priest coming into the 2023 season. I don't know why I keep getting the 14 and 41 mixed up. I always do that. That's okay. Last week we were. Uh, you asked a question about uh, – legacy motor club mm-hmm. and you said uh was there anybody driving the 40 or in the 40s and we forgot the 41 <laughs> we you mentioned uh, them. i think you mentioned them okay so the 41 42 43 there's no 44 45 no 46 47 is stenhouse mm-hmm. 48 is bowman 49 uh i don't think there's a 49 no, I, don't, I don't think there's a 49 yeah but there's so, not a 40 though there's not no I feel like 40 should have been the number, but that, whatever, that was last week. That yep. crazy, crazy deal was last week. And one thing that I promised you last week was your secret question. Mm-hmm. Did I say yeah. that weird? Did I say secret question? Did I say that? I feel I like know, I said that. My dog just brought his bed in here. So he's, <laughs> he's with me for the long haul now. Go for yeah, it. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Mm, what? Uh, Max. Why do you keep wanting Matt? to call him Gus? Well, I, I discovered have... my best friend's uh, dog is Gus, and I spend a lot of time with <laughs> Gus. So I don't know why I get the two mixed up. But Look, what football team do I follow? The Chargers. Yeah, come on. Um, Steelers. I don't follow NFL pro teams. Alabama. Alabama. Yes. Alabama State. Okay. You're starting <laughs> to insult me a little bit, but I whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll let this go. 
who was their quarterback in 2020 when they won a championship? Are Mac you kidding? Jones. I have no idea. <laughs> Mac Jones. He right now Mac. he's quarterback for the Patriots. And well, he's got a new offensive coordinator coming in that he's used to. I feel like hopefully that'll get him going in the Patriots because I think he's a really good quarterback. That's who he's mm-hmm. named after. Oh. Mac Jones. Mac. It may see. Our dog's name is Apollo, and he's Apollo Creed. You know what? We can go with that. Yeah, absolutely. It's Apollo Cruz, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> no, no, not Apollo Cruz. Uh, that would be really cool, but no. Or like the Apollo space mission or whatever that's called. Maybe. If know. it really happened. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Very true. But I, I've seen so many conspiracies on Twitter this week. Let's just mm. you can just throw any conspiracy out there now. Somebody's gonna get offended. I love conspiracy theories mm-hmm. so much, like nine eleven. And oh, I, I fall for that cra- that that, that John <sighs> Hook and sinker. I really do. I, was like, like, I, I look at all the different angles of everything. I'm like, wow, that could happen. Wow, that could be happening too. You never know. Yeah, it's fun. Nine like eleven, Titanic. Um, uh, oh, JFK's. the Titanic was sunk. Uh, the Titanic actually wasn't sunk. It was a sister ship. That was sunk for the insurance money. Is that the Titanic conspiracy you're talking about? Um, there's so many of them that I just—I <laughs> mean, there's stuff about Jack being a, a time traveler. Oh, you're talking and, about the movie. Yeah, because I mean, that was 1914, pal. That was your your time, not mine. Really? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the 60s was one thing. You talking about the not even the Roaring Twenties yet? That's a little. That's a little much. Yeah. Well. Well, I'm stalling yeah. long enough. You have a sticky <laughs> question, right? I do. Actually, it's not even really mine. So to, to kind of set the, the stage here, um, my 11-year-old daughter likes to come in while I'm doing, you know, NASCAR racing on the video game or the World of Outlaw game or just simply doing laundry. She likes to say that, sit in there and uh, we'll ask each other like kind of like 20 questions or whatever. And one thing that she asked me a couple weeks ago I, it took me about three days to figure out uh, an answer to that. And, you know, every day she'd ask me, like, hey, do you, do you know the answer to this question yet? And I'm like, I don't. So she said, why don't you use that as a question on the podcast? And I said, oh, my gosh, that is an, a, a fantastic idea. But I said, I don't want to I don't want to take credit for it. So making her podcasting debut it's Kindle. So Kindle's going to actually ask you uh, the secret questions. Uh, ask us the secret questions. So is is the question like trivia or is it like a an opinion kind of thing? It's an opinion-based okay. question, yeah. All right. Just wonder if I need to cheat and get Google up. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Hello. Um I just have a couple of quick questions to ask you guys. Um, the first one is, if your favorite driver wasn't in NASCAR, would you still be a fan? Hmm. Okay. Good job. Awesome. So that, yeah, I, you know, I guess I would. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, because I, I think about like maybe retired drivers or drivers that moved on to a different. Well, it's hard because NASCAR is like the epitome of stock car racing. So you don't really move on from that. It isn't like jumping ship to AEW from WWE or something. You know, it's like 
anything off of NASCAR is a downgrade. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, like you go to IndyCar, yeah, you could race the Indy 500, but I mean, they don't have the viewership, you know, that, that NASCAR has. Mm. So I guess it would, that would be a question for a Jimmy Johnson fan. Cause I was yeah. never a Jimmy Johnson fan. I can't answer that to him. Yeah. Because he left NASCAR and went to Indy, but were they still fans of him? Like, I guess they were still fans of him, but did they religiously watch him like they did on Sundays? Right. I like, I was a big fan of Tony Stewart. I've watched every SRX race. Mm. I don't know if that matters or not. I guess it would depend. Right. Awesome. I guess it would yeah. depend uh, exactly what they went to. I mean, I was a fan of Casey Kane. I haven't followed any of his dirt career. Right. And yeah. I'm not a fan, but I'm not still a fan of his, but I mean, I'm, I'm just not watching his world of outlaw stuff. And I think he's going full time next year. I think I heard that. Yeah. I just year. seen that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, who else? Bobby Labonte, Ryan Newman, they're doing modifieds, but I'm not following any of that. Right. I don't know. So, That's why it tripped me up. I was like, my goodness, I, I really don't know. I'm guessing like I've been kind of blessed with that whole situation that like Kyle Bush has been my driver since like 2004. So that's pretty much my whole life. So I mean, thinking about, okay, if Kyle Bush just up and said, Hey, I'm done. I want to be full-time Brexton's dad and Lennox's um, dad, you know, whatever, like would I still watch it. I think I probably would. I don't know if I would have as much interest in it. But ever since we started the podcast, I think that would have relit any sort of uh, missing puzzle pieces I needed to get back into NASCAR, I think. But yeah, I thought it was a stellar, very stellar question. Well, am I mis misunderstanding the question? Am I understanding that it's the driver leaving the sport and going to a different sport, like still driving? Or is it the driver leaving and are you still going to watch NASCAR in general? Because if, watch. Okay. if that's so, the case, then that's been my whole life. Right. So because, I, I mean, you know what I mean? Like Rusty Wallace was retired. Davey Allison died. Mm -hmm. All my rest, you know, Tony Stewart's gone from it now. All he, he's a part owner, but all of my favorite drivers have left the sport and it's taken, it's taken me a while to find another New, you know, new favorite driver. But if they're leaving the sport to say, go to IMSA or something, I can't say that I'd follow them there. Right. You know, it's, I, I'm, I might be misunderstanding what the question is. I think the question was more, you know, if somebody just your favorite driver, a bluntly, does that, that's not a word. Sure. We'll make that word. Let's go. A bluntly. Let's a make bluntly. that. A, <laughs> Let's make that a t-shirt. Yeah, please. a bluntly. So a bluntly, uh, your favorite driver leaves NASCAR. Um, kind of like Jimmy Johnson, but let's say uh, kind of like Carl Edwards almost. Yeah. How he just like vanishes out of thin air one day and never comes back. Would you, would you be a fan of the sport moving forward? Yes, because it is, it's bigger than one driver for sure. Absolutely. I'm, I'm not the person that said, uh, NASCAR has never been the same or NASCAR was dead ever since Dale died. Exactly. You know, I mean, yeah. if that's the question, if it has to do with the sport, 
then yes, I've always followed the sport, even though, you know, my drivers have always come and gone for sure. You know, it's just, that's just how it is. If, if the question is the other way, like he left the sport, go into a different series or something like maybe your favorite, like I use the wrestling analogy, like your favorite WWE wrestler left and went to AEW. Would you follow him over there and still be a big fan of his, or would you kind of stick with your brand? You know, that, yeah, that that's a different question. And honestly, I'd probably just stick with NASCAR and just kind of keep up with what he's doing, but I'm not buying any, you know, like if Ross Chastain went to IMSA, I'm not going to buy any Ross Chastain Rolex 24 gear. Right. You know, I just, I won't care. I now, don't care about the drivers that go to Rolex now. Honestly, I just, it ain't, it ain't my, my thing. So just, I don't know. Kind of throwing it back to like last week when we were talking about Kyle Larson going and doing the double on Indy 500 and Coke 600 for those diehard NASCAR fans who buy every single t-shirt, every single diecast car. Are you going to buy the Kyle Larson Indy shirt and diecast cars? I I doubt it. I mean, if that was Kyle Busch, you know, for a matter of fact, I would. Yeah, you'd have to be the the, the a really big fan of the driver itself, for sure, and not not just you know the fact that it's a NASCAR driver going over there. Because if you don't follow IndyCar, except for that one race that everybody watches, because I mean everybody watches that one race, right? And honestly, I couldn't tell you who won it this year. I mean, 2022. Who won it? Right off the top of your head, who won the 2022 Indy 500? Ooh, probably somebody I can't pronounce their name hey, anyways, even if I knew how to. Just, that's my point. Yeah. Like, I'm I not following a driver over there. You know, I'm going to watch him in the biggest race and root for him, even if he's not full-time. Like, if Kyle Busch went for it, I'd, I'd root him on. If Ross Chastain went for it, I'd root him on. Absolutely. But I'm not going to sit there and watch every single. I I didn't watch any of the indie stuff that Jimmy Johnson was in, except for the one or two times I saw him wreck. Right. And just, I don't know. As far as that part of the question, no, I would stick completely with NASCAR. I wouldn't be following the driver around. But the other part of the question, if, or the other version of the question, if a driver abruptly left, mm-hmm. I'd just stick with NASCAR. Yeah, absolutely. I'd still be a fan of the sport because racing's racing. It isn't like I said earlier, it's bigger than one person. Absolutely. I could not agree with that more. Kendall, does that answer your question? Yes. Okay, awesome. We went all over the place with it to get to it, but yeah. But since I had to make you wait <laughs> two weeks, I guess we can throw one more at you. And this is the more fun question. So Kendall, you ready? If your driver wasn't a NASCAR driver, who would it be and why? Hmm. If your favorite NASCAR driver was not in NASCAR, who would be your favorite NASCAR driver and why? Interesting. Like new? Like find a new favorite driver other than (laughs) the driver you have now? Yeah. Hmm. So I'll take the lead on this one. Yeah, go um, for it. This I is really actually just found my favorite driver last year. <laughs> this is the question that stumped me for a couple days. Um, I've, you know, if Kyle Busch was not in NASCAR, I'm not quite sure who I would cheer for. Uh, it took me a minute, but I think I got it narrowed down to either one of two, 
And if I had to pick one, I'd probably choose Alex Bowman because he does a lot of outside of the racetrack. He does a lot of uh, stuff with animal shelters and he's very passionate about animals and animal mm-hmm. safety. So mm-hmm. that's, that goes a long ways for me. Like his, uh, every NASCAR driver pretty much has a foundation, like a charitable foundation behind them. Like Kyle Bush is uh, the bundle of joy foundation where him and his wife will go around and help uh with the expenses and the cost of uh i don't i I don't know i don't want to misspeak on it but like people that can't get pregnant or can't start their families and stuff they'll have like embryos and stuff like i'm not sure so i'm not going to talk too much about it because i don't want to misspeak but Mm -hmm. uh that foundation that charity for alex bowman is his uh dog rescue uh charity so I, i can get behind that the second driver would probably be Ryan Blaney, uh, just because I really like. He he just kind of feels like he's one of us, yeah. Southern, you know, well, I mean, I'm Kansas, so hillbilly redneck type of person. You know, everywhere Ryan Blaney goes, if he's in blue jeans, you can see the the can of you know tobacco list <laughs> tobacco in his pocket. You know, because that's one of his sponsors. So, you know, and I think we were talking about a couple weeks ago how like Winston back in the Winston days, it was very like drivers were smoking cigarettes and stuff. And, you know, 20, you know, the 20, I don't know. What do you call that? Like the millennials or whatever, where everybody gets super offended about everything. Like can't be on TV with cigarettes in your mouth, but you know, Ryan Blaney, he's, he said he came out and said he's an avid chewer and he went and found tobacco list tobacco. Mm-hmm. To, to chew and he's kind of kind of in a way blazing his own trail you know and i kind of like that i you know i think technically i'm a millennial <laughs> i mean, i think if you were born i think 82 or 83 is the cutoff for millennials and i think i just did make that what yeah. I thought it was 95. I thought it was too, but somebody once said it was in the early 80s is when it started. I'm like, no, if that's the case, then millennials are getting a bad rap because I don't act yeah. like that. So that's yeah. But um, I like the Ryan Blaney pick because I have actually cheered for him before. Right. Like yeah. before, before I was, I went all in with Ross Chastain. Um, I have actually cheered for him before. I definitely was cheering for him to win the uh, Talladega race at the end of it. I like cheering the drivers that my kids like too, except for Denny Hamlin. Um, Kyle Busch and Chase Elliott a little bit when they want them to win. I'm like, well, if my guy can't win, I hope one of their guys wins. Right. You know, especially when we're there at the track, because it's really cool to see their reactions to their favorite drivers winning. Like it was this past fall when Chase Elliott actually did win the Talladega race. Yeah. Um, I I would go with Ryan Blaney, but I would also say maybe Austin Dillon. Ooh, yeah. I mean, I like his personality. He's another one like Ryan Blaney. He's like one of those just, he seems like he's real down to earth and kind of fun to be around. Yeah. And I mean, you can't drive a more iconic car. Right. And he's actually won it, won in that car at Daytona of all all places. So, I mean, yeah, he, I guess he kind of, you know, uh, 
last named his way into that ride, but I, that's the best way I knew to put it. Kind of yeah. like Ty Gibbs. But, I mean, I feel like he would be next, honestly. I, yeah. I feel like that's a good good guy to cheer for, cheer for anyway. And, you Especially know, teammates with your driver. Yeah, and he gets the job done. So, mm -hmm. I mean, big races, you can never count out Austin Dillon, for sure. I think that's a great pick. I have to remember that to pick him a few times this year on our fantasy lineup. Yeah, I. Uh, you never know. I think I might have used all three up on – I know I didn't, but, you know, I could have used Austin Dillon. Let me see. Oh, you got yours all listed out in front of you? I sure do, yeah. Goodness you know gracious. what? I ain't even looked at it. That's wild. I have I did not use Austin Dillon once. Shame. He's a good restrictor go. plate driver now. Yeah, I might have to go and uh, see what I can do about that. What well, does that wrap up the sequel questions? Yeah, that would. I think that wraps everything up. Well, we appreciate it. We appreciate yeah. the questions. Yep, made me giving, made me think a little bit on that first one, especially. She's giving me a thumbs up. So <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. She says, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take a break here in just a minute. Before we do, I want to talk about uh, one of our affiliates, uh, SkinnyMixes.com. Even right now, as we're doing this podcast, I had to make me some coffee, and I used the Skinny Mix. I used a cinnamon syrup for uh, actually with some king cake coffee because I'm just crazy like that. I, I get all sorts of weird flavored junk in my coffee. Yeah. But skinnymixes.com, if you go to their website, they will have all sorts of syrups for coffee, for cocktails, mocktails, even syrups that goes on ice cream and things like that. They have all of it. And it's all sugar-free, and a lot of it even caters to the keto diet. Oh, yeah. And we, we buy them in bundles because they have bundles for sale. They have small bottles. They have larger bottles. They have... Um, accessories for the bottles like pumps and stuff so you can mm -hmm. get exactly the amount you want in your coffee or your drinks um any particular time you want to get them i have maybe about eight different flavors under my cabinet right now and that's not an exaggeration i have anything from pumpkin spice to mocha to uh, pumpkin caramel cheesecake to salted Ooh. salted caramel i think i even have a maple bourbon pecan I have all sorts of flavors and they have all sorts of flavors well beyond what I even have. So I encourage anybody It's a good way to support the show. If you go to skinnymixes.com, search around, just I'm sure you'll find something that you're interested in. Even the cocktail mixes are sugar free. Mm. If you ever want to have a guilt free margarita, this is how you do it wow. right here. And when you go to check out, if you use the code MARBLES, that's M-A-R-B-L-E-S, you'll get 10% off your first order, and you'll also be supporting the show, and we greatly appreciate it. So just go to SkinnyMixes.com and check it out. Absolutely. The following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast. Tim here, host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favor to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, 
figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you'll join me next time right here on Pulling Up a Chair. So how do you make a commercial about something so random? I don't know. You make it pretty random. That's right. So if you enjoy lots of random stuff like food or top fives. Random facts. Dirty facts. I try to keep them clean. She tries. Uh, But come listen to Tales from the Estate. We have lots of fun. We try to drop shows every week. Try. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. The kids are the kids are a bear. They are. Uh, But yeah, come listen. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. So, yeah, NASCAR has announced that the NASCAR Cup Series drivers will not be allowed to compete in the NASCAR Xfinity Series at the NASCAR Chicago Street Course. I saw that. I, I don't see the point. Right. Unless they just weren't going to, unless they just didn't want half the field to be taken up with NASCAR <laughs> Cup guys in the right. first race. But, I mean, can't you, you can go on the Sims and race that street course. Oh, yeah. Anybody you, on I mean, iRacing can do it right now. Yeah. So, I guess I see what they're, where, where they're going with that, but I don't know. That seems kind of petty to me. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I'm okay with it. The way the only parts of the racetrack we've seen at this point is uh, virtual, you know, whether it's on iRacing, whether it's on, you know, a simulator of some sort. And from what I've seen of the racetrack, I am not, not excited about this at all. Oh, it's going to be boring. It's going to be, you can't hardly pass anywhere. Mm -mm. Um, The straightaways are way too narrow. Uh, probably because we're doing it on a, an actual street in Chicago, which nothing against Chicago. Love Chicago. I've been there like three times. Love Chicago. I don't think downtown Chicago's the place to have any sort of real big event. You know, like not with the you know the way of the world right now. You know, it makes me <laughs> super nervous that you know something someone might see that as an opportunity and do something dreadful and you know traumatizing to a lot of people but um i did have thoughts about going to that race just because it's like the first ever chicago street fight or street fight yeah there you go. <laughs> street, there you go. <laughs> street course um you know like 50 years from now if i'm still alive somehow and say oh yeah i remember you know back in 2023 nascar raced on you know the streets of chicago and it's like you know i'm okay with not having to do that like i'm cool with just watching it from my living room you know so it doesn't really necessarily matter to me whether xfinity drivers or or i'm sorry cup drivers are able to race in xfinity you know vice versa i think the only reason that they're doing this is just for an unfair advantage and for the people that can't see me i'm doing my air quotes with my fingers uh because i don't think that there's any real advantage to get by racing uh the same course uh at least that course it just it looks very un unentertaining but i have a question then yes what if you have an xfinity driver that's going to make a cup start 
Are they allowed to do both? You know, that's a great, I don't know. Because I, last year you had Ty Gibbs jumping up once in a while. You had Noah Gregson jumping up once in a while. You had um, AJ Allmendinger jumping up once in a while. What if RCR puts out a third car with Ty Dillon? Yeah, that's true. I mean, is he going to be allowed to race the three car in the Xfinity? Because that was announced like today, I think. Yeah. That he's going to drive the three car in the Xfinity series, which I mean, awesome for him. He's on the same team as his brother. That's, it's really cool. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, Cause I don't think they've been on the same team too much. I mean, I mean, I guess they have, but not lately. Cause Ty was racing for petty. Right. Yeah. He so, was in the 42. Yeah. Um, would Ty Dillon be allowed to jump up because he's got cup experience with these cars. If they entered him in a third car, he would be one of the few that would have, you know, time on the track. Yeah. In a, in a, in equipment that will win at a road course. We've seen it. Like in 2022, uh, Tyler Reddick's wins all came in road courses. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, to be completely honest with you, <laughs> if I was an Xfinity driver, having the opportunity to make you know a cup series start i certainly would not have the chicago street course circled that would be the absolute last track i would want to so Un you know unless you're one of the few that get to have time before the cup casting very you true. have an entire race on that brand new track in that re re really um weird situation circumstance and all that mm -hmm. and you're allowed to do both because you're an xfinity driver and not a cup driver coming down to get experience you're actually an xfinity driver trying to gain experience to the next level if that's allowed i'd jump on it yeah absolutely yeah absolutely i i mean when you put it that way i completely understand where you're coming from uh for sure but I don't know that the street course is not where it's at. So I'm sure y'all heard Ethan's furnace come on, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh well, we... last week, uh, did y'all, did y'all, uh, keep time <laughs> with the rhythm that was going on, uh, on last week's podcast? It wasn't me playing a cymbal or nothing. Oh, it was, that was... The, the ceiling fan was on one setting higher than it normally <laughs> is. And apparently I didn't even notice it when it was had apparently Mr. <laughs> Yeah, as it's going the whole time. So funny story about that is I, I, uh, I heard it. Uh, I didn't really put two and two together. Like when before we started recording, I was like, you know, maybe I should have said something, but like I didn't think anything about it. So like I don't know how many times because last week we I recorded in our bedroom, and our ceiling fan does the exact same thing, but it's really really loud. So I sat there and I had the fan on. And while we, we were recording, I heard that. And I was like, so I don't know. If, I didn't hear it. I listened to episode 40 like four times just to <laughs> just to listen to background noises. Just, and uh, you could hear keep me. Keep up with the beat. Yeah. Like there's two times where I reached over and I had a uh, ruler in my hand. Don't don't ask me. <laughs> I just realized how that sounded. So I, I reached over with this ruler and I just I turned off the switch. 
and then i waited and everything was off and i still heard it so i said okay good that's coming from his side so i turned my fan back on and then like later in the episode i got self-conscious again i was like well maybe that's mine so i turned it off again but uh yeah no as um yeah, we uh, we we live in a house that has a really 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 loud furnace, and to pull the to to be completely transparent, I'm actually recording the first time in my kitchen. So I'm sitting in our dining room, and my furnace. I'm looking at it right now, and it's just the biggest, ugliest, sore thumb ever, and it's super loud. So trying to sleep at three o'clock in the morning with that thing going, you know, pretty oh. difficult at times. For me, from now on, the podcast is going to be fan free. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even taking the chance, and I can't stop Mac. And you, I'm sure you heard him in the background the entire time. He's been going. He's been messing with his bed and all his toys and stuff. But I can't stop him. But yeah, he has a, a fan. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I heard I, that when I was editing, and I was like, oh my god, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> We're not going to re-record the podcast. There's nothing I can do. I'm just yeah. going to have to keep the beat. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, we're going with it. Whatever. If you can't tell that we are not a professional podcast by now, I don't know <laughs> what would be. But, but man, we try. You know, and that's that's all that matters. <laughs> but, we had a sponsor. Yeah, we did. Yeah, um, just for just for a minute. I mean, just a small sponsor. Speak- nothing crazy. If somebody would go to the website and buy something. <clears throat> Anyway, speaking of uh, people that tried, we have a new wave of NASCAR Authentics to talk about really fast that came out a little while ago. Wave eight. I haven't found anything new. Have you found anything new? No, nobody has. Uh, It's kind of the action figure pandemic type of thing where distribution was such a problem. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Lytle Racing. But, My Walmart is usually so good about it, too. I mean, they usually only get one box of them, but they will get that box. Right. You know, it's pretty regular. Like, you know, every you know three or four weeks, there'll be another box of brand new NASCARs on the pegs. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, I don't, there's not a single one of them there. Not even like old Chase Elliott's. Right. Like that ugly red and white and yellow or whatever car that was that he drove that just sat there forever. Just, you know, that one is kind of like, uh, it's not red, orange, like an orange, red, white, kind of fading oh. paint job. I don't know what the sponsor was. Yeah, I know exactly. That one sat about. for so long around here. I'm pretty sure we still have one. Yeah. I mean, it, but hey, I'm, I bet there's a Chase Elliott in this wave, isn't there? No. There's not. Is no. there a Ryan Blaney? Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <He's Yeah. next. laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, yeah, um, I think you'll like this wave. I think there's a lot of cool characters in this one. Uh, really fast. Uh, so 2022 Wave 8 of Lionel Racing Authentics includes Ryan Blaney with his body armor. Uh, and th- obviously these are all cup series, so the new next-gen body style with the body, mm-hmm. ar- body armor. Uh, we got Daniel Suarez in the blue and white GoPro. Oh, that was really cool. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse is once again in his Sunny D number 47. I always uh, like the Sunny D cars, I always thought they were pretty cool looking. Yeah, but my goodness, there is quite a few of, yeah. in the NASCAR Authentics. Uh, Chase Briscoe is also in this wave. Uh, he is racing his high point blue and white paint scheme, so that's pretty cool. 
uh, Christopher, I say Christopher, gosh dang it. Chris Busher is racing his green, red, and white Castrol oil. I like the Castrol cars. Yeah, this green is a little too dark, I feel like. It's, I don't know, it's kind of, it's interesting. Very yeah, the current style, because I just saw the, the new 2023 versions of those two cars. Mm-hmm. The current style is a very dark car. Yeah. But I don't hate it. I don't hate it. You know, it, it almost looks like Gatorade in a way. Like almost real dark yeah. green with the, the neon orange. It's got some chrome numbers on it now, I think. Yeah. Too. So I mean I think they had chrome then, but these little cars here, these little one sixty four scale that just go to uh Walmart, they don't ever do chrome, do they? They just do silver. Right? I think they do silver, yeah. Yeah. You gotta you gotta buy the elite to get the chrome. Yes, sir. And uh, speaking of elite, we got elite Eric, which nobody nobody calls him that, but nope. it was my desperate segue. Uh, Eric Jones will be in the number, the infamous forty three tied car, which I like that paint scheme a lot. Uh, your boy Ross Chastain is in this wave, and he's going to have a matching paint scheme to his. Uh, counterpart Daniel Suarez. Uh, this will be the Ross Chastain number one GoPro. It's a uh, blue and black. Looks really good. I like it. Those are beautiful cars. All the yeah. track house, just about every, just about every single paint job track house did. I'm sorry, they don't call them paint jobs anymore. Every single wrap. Yeah. Or uh, what's that word? The L word? Livery? Livery? I don't. How I do don't you know. pronounce that word? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. On on video games and stuff, you'll see people, but, uh, they, they, they updated a new livery or livery L I V E R E Y or something like that. I have no and it idea means paint it job, but it's like a, it's like the uh, digital version of it, like a wrap, huh. but they, they, they call it that in the cup series sometimes now too, because they don't call them paint jobs anymore. They're not paint schemes. Oh. Like liveries or liveries, or I don't, I don't know if it's a hard eye or a soft eye. I'm not sure what it is, but I would have to, I'll have to do some research because I don't this know. Is, I've never heard it pronounced. I've only seen it spelled. Oh, so gotcha. I, I could be completely mispronouncing it, but yeah. So they don't call them paint schemes anymore. The wraps on the track house cars, just about every one of them are really, really good. Yeah, I would agree with that. Maybe you know, with the exception of the red, white, and blue one, I think that was kind of plain. Sure. But I'm not going to hate on it because it is red, white, and blue. You know what paint scheme that I don't hate, though? Hmm. William Byron's Raptor paint scheme. I'm back and forth on that. I really liked the way it looked not on the next-gen car, and the next-gen car kind of comes out, and I'm just like, huh, it's okay. And he seems like he races that paint scheme at Kansas Speedway. So every time I watch William Byron race, it's always that paint scheme. Mm. But that will also be available in Wave 8 in the NASCAR Authentics. And the last one in the Wave 8, Noah Gregson makes his Authentics, well, it's not his Authentics debut, but his Cup Series Authentic debut driving the number 62 Chevy as Wendy's is the sponsorship. I I feel like there's a bunch of them in this Wave that I'm gonna have to get, yeah. Because I mean, yeah, my kids have just about stopped stopped playing with little toy cars. Sure, but I still like to buy the little 
to die cast. I've always liked yeah. to buy a die cast. I just don't keep them in the packages anymore. For sure. Yeah. Um, I used to have them when I was a kid, I had them hung up all over my walls, like ceiling to maybe at the very top of my bed. So if I rolled too hard on, onto the wall of my bed, I would crush some NASCARs probably. Right. But I never did, obviously. But I would have it from ceiling to as low as I can get, just nothing but NASCARs. And I have them all organized based on the year and the type, like racing champions, uh, black cards from 90, 91, 92, and then 93 started the red cards. And uh, 94, 95, and then 96 was a, a different type of packaging. And it just kept going from there. And then I had the uh, to the max cars, which is that dark blue packaging. And yeah. then you had the pit row cars that were completely different style. And they were like smaller. And you had the roaring racers. They had their own section. You know, it, I just filled my walls with these, these little die casts. So I don't, I don't do that now, obviously. But, you know, I still buy them. Yeah, because they're 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 fun to collect and they're not not an expensive thing to go to Walmart and buy a little five dollar car. When I was a kid, they were a dollar, but you know, I guess inflation or whatever, right? But I mean, they're a little more detailed than they were when I was a kid, though. When I was a kid, they didn't even have uh, interior; it was all mm. black windows. Oh, you've seen the diecast from the early nineties, had you? Yeah, it just uh sorry, it's some I'm <laughs> I uh was looking at my show notes and um I saw something that I'm gonna get a little off topic. Eminem's, did you see that tweet? I I I think they're trolling Fox. So you like did you the, see the, the part about them taking away the Eminem's and putting my Rudolph as a spokesman? Yeah. I think they're trolling Fox. I don't think so because I just watched a uh, commercial. We actually got a. We actually. Well, got I, a, a new I mean, TV. I think they're doing it, but I think they're doing it because they're kind of making fun of how stupid uh, the, whoever it was on Fox said about it. Oh, about see, the all women's M and M's or something. Oh, like that. yeah. The, so, it's so dumb. The whole thing's dumb. It's just stupid. Yeah, we we took advantage of this cell uh that are i don't know if you know what a rent-a-center is yeah yeah so i worked at an errands yes i know what my competition uh, was yes yes <laughs> i totally forgot about that uh so i've never been inside a rent-a-center before and i have some friends that work at the local one right here in town they, they had a dollar tree of rental places where rent-a-center is like target right just saying <clears throat> no i totally errands I, is like I target get it. Me. I absolutely get it. He, uh, one of my friends that works there, um, saw, caught me out at Walmart and I was kind of telling him that we, you know, we were needing a new TV and he said, well, come on in and you know, you don't have to pay anything until the 4th of February. And I was like, well, all right, I can't afford it, but we're going to do it anyways. Oh, they'll so, just come get it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, for the meantime here, uh, <laughs> we're going to enjoy our, our cable and we actually got a TV now. So, um very excited about that uh, we can you know keep on watching nascar this season so very excited about that but yeah the the tv's on mute and i happen to look over and i see an m&m's commercial going on and there's no m&m characters at all it's just myla maya maya rudolph and i was like man they're actually doing it so yeah i kind of spaced out 
a little bit there, but uh, getting back on on track, yes, uh, the little diecast cards back in your your days with the blacked out windows. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I had a lot of those growing up. Uh, one that I can remember is uh, the number 99 Ford Taurus of Jeff Burton had a really cool paint scheme with like lightning and stuff. And this was a supposed to be a raced version. So it had pre-tire uh, marks on the side of the cars or on the side of the, both side of the cars um, in the package. So it was kind of your raced version style of race car. I don't know if you remember that or not. I feel like by 1998, they had interiors. They didn't have blacked out windows. Oh, that's a good, I don't, I think I don't 90, know. 95, they still had black windows, but I think starting around 95 or 96, I had a series called to the max. Oh, where it was. And the premier editions in like 93, 92, 93, 94, they also had uh interiors, but so it was almost like a basic and an elite. The premier editions were like three or $4 where the basics were a dollar, you know? Interesting. And they had rubber tires and they had interior, you know, you could see the roll cage and clear windows and driver's seat and all that. Yeah. And I want to say 97 was the last year that the regular line of racing champions did not have an interior. I want to say start 98 because the packaging changed. They were, it was more cut. Right. It wasn't just a big square. The packaging was actually cut and it had like a helmet on the, on the, uh, I think a helmet of maybe the specific driver. I don't even remember, but had like a helmet design on the, on the packaging and it was like cut and designs down the side of it. And I believe, I want to say, because they, they even changed the little stand that the NASCARs came on. I want to say it was like a round stand by then instead of that big boxy square stand that said racing yeah. champions on it. And I want to say they had interiors then, but I, that's yeah. about, that's about when all of it kind of started going away where you didn't have everybody in the line anymore. Right. You just had pretty much just Roush and Hendrick. Yeah. And a bunch of people that you weren't going to buy. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the, uh, Bush series drivers or Xfinity's, whatever you use. There's a bunch of people that you would normally not get, but right. back in racing champions day before the all-star race in 95, when Earnhardt drove the silver car, they got everybody. Right. But I don't think there was any more Earnhardt racing champions cars after 1994. Mm. I, could be wrong about that, but I think he signed an exclusive deal to action, which oh, is nice. why he started doing that silver paint job and the special paint job once a year and, and then killed the diecast business. Yeah. In my opinion, he killed yeah. it for a long time and it still isn't what it was. It used to be booming right in the mid nineties, but that's a, that's a completely different tangent. I think we've already talked about that once on the show. I think we have for sure. I remember mm -hmm. the PTSD that brought up, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure yeah wave eight cool yeah wave eight yeah. so that's that's it um i do have one other piece of news that i don't know if you know of this so i recently stopped stopped oh words are fun tonight i 
tell you. So I recently stopped over at a friend's house, a uh, big NASCAR fan, huge Kevin Harvick fan, probably the biggest Kevin Harvick fan I know. Uh, his name is Josh J. He's also considering uh, joining our championship, uh, fantasy championship. But he sent me something that was very interesting. Via Bob Pockris, uh, there was a tweet that said, uh, from agents I've talked to, these are some of the drivers that are not signed for 2024 yet. Corey LaJoy, Eric Almarola, Chase Briscoe, Martin Truex Jr., Harrison Burton, Justin Haley, Michael, Michael McDowell, Todd Gilliland, Ryan Priest, Noah Gregson, Alex Bowman, Ty Dillon, Daniel Suarez, uh, and the last two are kind of the bigger names, Denny Hamlin. Mm-hmm. I've heard and, that. And Ross Chastain. Well, I feel like most of those guys are kind of on a one or two year deal anyway. Right. I feel like a lot of those guys are guys that move around a lot. Um, so obviously they would sign with teams for you know, to get the most they could for least amount of years. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, instead of uh, maybe taking a little cut and pay, but you have like a longer, you know, stint and some of these teams might not be able to, you know, support that. Right. Like, well, I can't promise you 10 years with us because yeah. honestly, are we going to be in business 10 years from now? Right. And and this is also, you know, partly for the drivers as well. So let's say Ross Chastain, he knows he can win. He knows he has a lot of a lot of strength. So let's say, hey, 2024, that number four car of Kevin Harvick's gonna come open. I mean, if you're Ross Chastain, I don't see it happening, but if you're Ross Chastain, do you put feelers out to Stuart Haas oh. Racing and say, Hey, I'm available? At at worst, play teams off of each other and get more money. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's the whole deal with it, right there. Obviously, I mean, Trackhouse would do everything they could to keep the dude, and yeah. same with Suarez. Do you think so? I think so because they're both running really well right now. Yeah, I, I mean, even even like okay, Suarez wasn't like winning every week, but he did win. He won, um, Infineon. And it's still Infineon, <laughs> Sonoma, but yeah, Sonoma, I, Infineon, Sears Point. I didn't say Sears Point. I, I give love me credit. Infineon. I jumped up a few more years anyway. I loved it when everybody called it Infineon. I just loved it so much. That was like Sears 2002. Point. It's, it's yeah. always Sears Point. <laughs> Infineon. I, I could Infineon never use that. But oh, um, yeah. But. <laughs> He was he was still consistent though. He was I mean he made the chase all up to the final eight, didn't he? Yeah. I mean I, he, I don't I, there's no reason why they need they want to push him out. So but what if what if you know something happens where and once again just being completely hypothetical, what if a big name like Denny Hamlin doesn't want to be with Toyota anymore, hypothetically, and wants to go over to track house? You know, like who would you get? I mean, if I'm Justin Marks, I would be saying, "Okay, hold on." Yeah, I would. I'm I'm gonna keep Ross Chastain, and if someone with the superstar of Denny Hamlin wants to come over, hey, I'll make room too. 
Would you want to put Chastain and Hamlin on the same team? Well, I'm being completely hypothetical. No, absolutely not. No, no. I wouldn't even entertain it. I but, mean, he's on his way out. I mean, he's he doesn't have that much longer to go. He's already set himself up for retirement. True. He owns yeah. a team. So it doesn't have to necessarily be Danny Hamlin in that example. It could be uh it could be um who was the other person? Uh well, it could be they have a third team. Harrison Burton. They have a third team though. Yeah. So you also do have that to where you could run that third team, that 91 car full time. Yeah. Project 91. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You could do that. So um one more random piece of news that I heard just before we started recording. Did you you saw the video I put on Twitter with the cars of the mufflers? Yeah. Why did why does people what what why do people hate that? I did not know that was a thing until I read your tweet and said, Yeah, I didn't either. I don't, I don't know why people are making and I'm like, oh, I didn't even know. <laughs> I I didn't to hear and, a difference, to be honest. Yeah, and then you. you listen to it, you're like, Well, they still sound good. They sound They're beefy. Not quiet. Yeah. It, it isn't like, you know, it, it isn't like like a, a, a Hemi out here in the front yard or something like that. Like, right. like the Durango we have has a Hemi in it. Yeah. It isn't like I cut the muffler off of that. And all of a sudden now I got like a, a race car out there. Right. As opposed to a, you know, luxury SUV or whatever. Because yeah. it's not that drastic. They, I think they said 10 decibels. Oh, wow. I, that's, that's it. What? Uh, yeah that's it? it it cuts it like eight to ten decibels oh my goodness i think the biggest thing they were trying to uh, protect the driver's ears because they were right there on top of it and mm. it was really loud so they tried to cut it back a little bit arrowhead got up to 130 decibels shattered <laughs> a, a sweet box um window no, no i didn't say it got down to 10 decibels you know it just knocked 10 decibels off the total oh i was gonna yeah. say that doesn't sound right <laughs> yeah whatever like, the total was i don't even know the total decibels of the new car i was gonna say if but whatever case, it was it backed it off 10 decibels i gotcha okay i that was not making sense to me i was like holy moly hang on because that's not yeah very loud <laughs> yeah but i don't see what the big deal is it, they sound great I don't either. I, I totally 100% agree with you. Just just wait till they're all electric and that's that that's all electronically piped in. Ram, yeah. ram, ram. They're all going to sound exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, you know, for our enjoyment instead of us sitting there having full whispering conversations out there at the racetrack while they go. Shoo, 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 shoo. Yeah. Yeah. Shoo, shoo. That's why <laughs> that was the exact sound I would uh, make when I was playing with my authentics when I was younger. I would like, Speed by my face as like I was the TV camera. Yeah, we all <laughs> we must awesome. have all done that mess. Oh you, man. like you put your 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 face right back as the thing thing that I would play on would be like elevated. Like I would be uh playing on my bed or something, but I'd yeah. be like on the floor and they would be up. Yeah. And of course you put your face right next to the edge of the yeah. Yeah, I guess we all did that mess. My favorite thing when I was younger, I had really bad asthma, so I have a uh, oh, what do you call it? A nebulizer, and it's pretty much like a I don't want to say a breathing tube, but it's this long. Uh, oh my goodness, I don't even know how to explain it. But do you know what a nebulizer is? Mm -hmm. 
so you know the little part that you put in your mouth and it's like that uh not steam but it's kind of that yeah my kids had to use them for a little bit yeah so did yours have like a really long spout yes so i would put my race cars at the end of that spout and i would blow out as hard as i could and i would say oh jimmy johnson just blew his motor or something like that you know like so stupid but (laughs) that moisture got stuck inside the cockpit and it had like it formed like bubbles on the inside of my windshield of my jimmy johnson uh winner's circle car and i could never to this day i know exactly where the diecast is to this day it still has bubbles and it bothered me <laughs> um we do have some questions from tales from the state oh yeah. real quick uh we'll do that and we'll get out of here but real quick there's a story when uh i was a kid i really didn't get in trouble so much as my dad got in trouble for it because i he let this happen right under his nose because he was asleep on the couch amazing but when i was five years old yeah i would always take my cars outside and play in the dirt I'd make a little dirt track outside in the grass. You know, I'd dig it up and make a little dirt area and I'd make a racetrack. Out, out Absolutely. Out yeah. Loved it because that's what I really knew when I was five years old was dirt racing. I didn't know a whole lot about NASCAR. I knew dirt. So one day I was like, it's too hot outside. I feel like I can bring the dirt inside and play that way. <laughs> yes. So I got my wagon. <laughs> and I made three trips without anybody noticing me. I think my mom was actually gone at the time, but I made three trips without anybody noticing me. And I hauled three loads of dirt to my bedroom and dumped it all on my bed where I raced oh, man. and made myself a racetrack inside <laughs> in the air conditioning. <laughs> it was so good for about an hour until my mom came home. And said, I, it was like, what are you doing? Oh. Well, it's too hot outside. I made a dirt track inside. It's like, does your dad know? Oh, he's asleep. Is he? <laughs> okay. That's amazing. He got in trouble for that. I didn't get in trouble for that. I could hear that. <laughs> Harold, what are you doing? Soda's in there tracking dirt all over the house. Like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> like, wake anyway, up. <laughs> we have some questions from Tesla State. Uh, first one here is from Caitlin. What is this for somebody that's just getting into NASCAR? What is something somebody should do to look for a good driver? Hmm. Uh, consistency. Drew had a good <laughs> answer. <laughs> yeah. He said, uh, he, he tends to follow the ones that, uh, the sponsor he likes. Oh, I thought you were and, talking about the part where he says whoever looks the best. Mm, no, not that part. Oh, okay. The sponsors, I, I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's kind of what I did as a kid a little bit. Sure. But when I was a kid, it was mostly all auto stuff. But, you know, the Cornflakes car was pretty cool. Yeah. So you know, I became kind of a little bit of a Terry Labonte fan because of that. Yeah, for sure. I think for some reason, I just settled with numbers. Mm-hmm. Like number eight was always my favorite just because I was born on February 8th. And, you know, just, I don't know, just the eight was kind of synonymous with me. Just like, you know, the 23rd, if that's your birthday, kind of just 
when you were younger, that was just kind of your number, I feel like. But uh, for some reason, I gravitated towards the 18 a lot because when I started watching NASCAR religiously, it was Bobby Labonte was in that neon green interstate battery car, and it, you knew exactly where he was on the racetrack at all times because of that paint scheme. Uh, then J.J. Ely jumped in it. I, I was a fan of J.J. Ely. Then Kyle Busch. So, you know, for me, it was I got into NASCAR because of the number. Um, and that's another route to go, I guess, if if you're looking for a new someone, you know, just to get into the sport. Okay, like, let me read about his stats. If that doesn't, you know, that doesn't ring your bell, then I guess, you you know, you can, well, what about this number or, or whatever the case may be. But um, <clears throat> if I was answering the question, I would probably say I would try to look at statistics because not like uh, – football or, or baseball it doesn't have all these complicated uh stats it's you know this person has led this many laps this person has this many top fives this person has this many top tens you know um i i think everybody has a pretty clear understanding of what a top five is top 10 uh mm -hmm. so you know that way and those are those are stats that you can find really really simply very very quickly um you know uh pretty much if you just type in so and so's name stats, you know you can you can find those stats really really easily. Um, a lot of it with me also was uh, when I was just getting into it. My grandparents were really into it, so mostly my grandmother. So any thing any driver that she liked, mm -hmm. I would naturally gravitate to that driver. Sure. Yeah. Like she was a big Mark Martin fan. She was a big Daryl Waltrip fan. She was a real big, uh, Rusty Wallace fan, Ernie Irvin fan. Um, Davey Allison. I just always, I gravitated towards those guys. And I mean, that's something else too, but I guess if you're getting into it and you don't have somebody to kind of guide you. Right. In a particular way. I also look at their driving styles. Sure. Who's, who's the most fun to watch? Definitely you know, Ross Chastain, yeah. Ross Chastain is the most fun right now. Kyle Busch has been the most fun in the past recently. Yeah. Uh, I guess some people might say Logano because he's a little wild sometimes, but I kind of feel like he's more wild in a jerk yeah. kind of way. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Other than that, um, I do like the idea of looking at the sponsors. Like, I really like Mountain Dew. I'm going to pull from Mountain Dew car. Oh, yeah, for I mean, sure. That's, that's kind. That's a good starting point absolutely you know, like, i guarantee you the only reason why like lake speed has fans because he drove spam car i mean whew. what a yeah. weird sponsor yeah but it was cool it just it was such a unique sponsor and everybody remembers it yeah or you but, know now that you're you're an adult you know uh like the the company that you work for you know if you work at walmart it, you know seeing if there's a walmart car out there obviously there's not um but you know like if you work at you know there's a, a company here locally like in my town that's called gates rubber company and it it makes like rubber hoses and mm -hmm. stuff like that and it's a secondary sponsor on a uh, it was what's that kid's name, Dave or uh, oh, Kraus. What's his last name, Kraus? Uh, Derek Kraus, uh, in the number 19 Napa Auto Parts, uh, Toyota, I believe, for this truck series this past season. 
um, and it had Gates rubber company on the back. And there's a couple of Xfinity drivers that have it too. And I'm like, whoa, that's really freaking awesome. You know, mm -hmm. it's not, I mean, it's based out of, I think, San Antonio, but there's one here in my local town. So, uh, you know, Gates hauled hydro hydraulics. So that's pretty cool. You know, if, if that's kind of more your speed as well. Yeah, we have one like that here, Touchstone. Oh, yeah. They uh, they have a big, I think their corporate is here in my hometown. So they, that's when they had Richard Petty and Rich Bickle out here with the truck. Oh, wow. That they were sponsoring that year. I want to say 95. So, yeah. Yeah, or 96, somewhere in there. So, yeah, I totally get that completely. I was like, I don't care about Rich Bickle, but hey, they brought Petty to Atmore. So, cool. Nice. Um, one more question. I don't know about this one. Drew wanted to know if we could get a championship belt for the fantasy cup series. I love this idea. You like it? <laughs> I listened to this episode, um, on my way to work one day and I normally get out. I get to work about 45 minutes early just to make sure that I'm not, you know, going to be late so when i got to the parking lot i immediately snapchat videoed him and i asked him i said man if you know if you can hound out some some details or where we could start or a company that you know would be able to do this if you can give me that information i'll do the rest you know i will look into it and i'll you know i'll try to get the funding and stuff to do that i think that's an amazing idea um the trophy is still going to happen you know, the mm -hmm. 2023 champion. Well, that's a keep. That's a keep. Yes, that, that's yours to keep. Um, the championship would would be so much fun uh, to do. So hypothetically, let's say Drew does win, which, I mean, come on, we all know it's not going to happen. Uh, like, you know, then we could ship the trophy and the belt to him. And then he gets to keep both of those until the next season, until we figure out who's going to win the 2024 championship. And then he has to ship it to whoever wins it. I just love that idea. Yes, just the belt, yeah. not not the trophy, but just the belt. Uh, I think that's an amazing idea. I think that's truly an awesome idea. I just hope nobody else wants wants the belt because it'll just be chilling at my house. But I can take a lot of pictures for everybody, send them on Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, and y'all can view it that way because no one's touching it. <clears throat> You know, we have a local track that does championship belts for uh, the champions at the end of the year. No way. Yeah. Any way that you can slide in there and be like, hey, where do you get your championship belts made at? Um, I can inquire, I guess. Yeah. I know the owner of the track, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, that'd be perfect. I think I might have had one race with him my entire life. Honestly. Oh, wow. So, But he knows me and I know him, so yeah, I could do it. Oh, we have to have loose leather. I'll have to. I don't want any of I have this. To remember exactly what he did, but I want to say it's a little. It's a little quarter mile um, dirt track, real flat dirt track down the street here, maybe about thirty minutes from my house. That has a. Uh, they have the championship belts for the champions. It's called Tri County Speedway. That's really cool. I love that idea. I, I'm I, so here for it. I don't I don't remember seeing any pictures of it this past year, but I definitely remember seeing pictures of it the year before. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we're we're just looking for a somewhere to start, and I feel like that would be someone to ask, hey, where do we where what do we do? You know, how do we do this? That would be I a lot inquire. of fire. 
We got Heck. plenty of time. I'll inquire about it. Heck yeah, let's do it. Uh, what do you think about the name? I have kind of, I kind of been labeling it the uh, in the Marvels Fantasy Cup. Oh yes, that sound okay. In the Marvels Fantasy Cup, I love that. That is a great yeah, idea. It's it's a more it's pretty concise. It's got our name. It's got the fantasy in the cup and all that in it. So I feel like I feel like that's the name of it. The In the Marvels Fantasy Cup. Yes. I feel like we got it. I love that. Uh, I'm changing all my stuff to it right now. Uh, <laughs> and just a reminder, the championship drivers that we have right now for 2023 is Soda, Nicole, Drew and Caitlin Vinsel, Billy, RJ, John Brown, my girlfriend Jessica, Tim out of Cheershot, and Matt Camper. And we, Soda and I were talking about it. <clears throat> Throughout the season of 2023, we're going to have random giveaways, uh, random opportunities, whether it's you know a wave of authentics, which is probably not going to happen because nobody can find anything. Or maybe <laughs> it's a erased version 124 scale elite diecast car. Maybe it's a 124 scale autographed ARC diecast car. I don't know. But we have a lot of cool things planned for this season. And the cool thing about being in the in the Marbles Fantasy Cup standings is all those people that I just mentioned, you know, the Vinsels, John Brown, Matt Camper, Nicole, you, well, maybe not you and I, but Nicole's entered, uh, Jessica, everyone that tells us that they want in is automatically entered in all of our giveaways. Well, let's go through the uh, podcast drafting partners real quick. We're going to close out the show. Um, first off, I got fully posable wrestling figure podcast, uh, drunk wrestling history, which just went over the Jake, the snake, macho man, snake bite. Oh yes, so, man. That's I, I watched that when I was eight years old. That freaked me out. I, I saw it live when it was happening. No censorship. Crazy. Loved it. I mean, absolutely loved that. You know, now looking back on it, like very, very cool. I got to see that when For I was sure. a kid, but at the time I was like, Oh man, that's crazy. Uh, doing the favor with Eric and Barry, uh, positively pro wrestling podcast, Howling with the Wolf with Jason Wolf and his Chop Shop as well, Magic and the Mouse talking about all things Disney World and uh, who you got? Yeah, starting off Brian Breaker and Bane. Oh my gosh, why? Why is it every single time Breaker and Bane's Power Hour is starting us off? Uh, as always, go listen to the archives of you know it's fake, right? Uh, Saturday Saturday morning rumble wheel with Brian Breaker and Daniel Cross should be debuting any second now. Very excited about that. TB Toycast with Brian Breaker and Travis Fowler. Uh, of course, the legend uh, No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. Speaking of legends, you heard them earlier. Tales from the Estate with Drew and Caitlin Vinsel. Uh, go check out the podcast that you heard as well earlier. Uh, pulling up a chair with our friend Tim at a chair shot. Yeah, that's I said that right. Pulling up a chair with our friend Tim at a chair shot every single time. I don't know why. Uh, Lionel Racing, the official diecast producer of NASCAR. Go check out their podcast called Authenticated, the Diecast Collectors Podcast. And that is all I got. I want to thank everybody for listening to this week's show. If you would, please rate and review and follow us on all our social media accounts, Instagram and Twitter at In the Marbles Pod. Um, you can also email the show in the marvelous pod at gmail.com. If you go to whatamaneuver.net, click the top left 
tab and search by store scroll down to in the marbles and you'll find our t-shirts that's a great way to support the show and also another way to support the show go to skinnymixes.com enter the code marbles at checkout and you'll get 10 percent off your first order and before we get out here you got anything on that rest in peace jay briscoe mm. but as always peace love all of the above and we'll see you next time in the marbles They opened up a new class at Five Flag Speedway oh. called a Grand Marquis class. What's that? Where you're, uh, the whole class is made up of like police cruisers. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were telling me about yeah. that. Yeah. Grand Marquis and Continentals or whatever, whatever all the, uh, those cars are, all these different kinds of cars. I think they're all pretty much Ford brand, you know, like Mercury and yeah. Ford, Crown Victoria, Grand Marquis. All that kind of, that's all the same brand. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you knew you knew Mercury and Ford were the same one, right? I did not know. I think Mazda's Ford too. Oh, cool. Yeah, Ford it, it's like that. It's like Dodge owns Jeep and Fiat. Oh. You know, I mean it, you have that. Like General Motors had Chevy, Pontiac, and Buick. Oh. And all three of them were in NASCAR at the same time. I see. Yeah. That's Look at that. Man. I'm teaching you stuff. Look at that. But, um, like a good bomber car, a Grand Marquis and all that. Yeah. That could go to that Five Flags class on asphalt. Mm -hmm. And it could go to all the local dirt tracks that have, um, the bomber class there too. And it's like minimal amount of work because it's a no touch kind of class. You know, you just, it's stock. You're not allowed to touch stuff. So huh. you just kind of put some gas in it, make sure the tires are good, make sure the oil's good, and go racing. That's my kind of racing. That's, that's what I want to do. Yeah. I don't have time to spend trying to set up a dang modified or nothing. And I don't have the, really the want to to do anything of that, but I'd like to go out there and race. And I think a big Grand Marquis in a bomber class would be kind of fun. Yeah, I think so too. That would be really fun.